Assalamualaikum Waalaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shay, how are you this afternoon? Alhamdulillah, thank Allah Ta'ala first and foremost for the great favors that Allah has bestowed upon us. And then yourself, Auntie Yasmina, how are you? Um, Alhamdulillah, Shay, shukran so much for. Allahumma laka alhamdulillah, shukran ya Rabbi. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. So, like I said, we can continue with regards to our first segment, Knowing My Lord, to know that you can send through your questions to 072-238-0712. Alternatively, you can SMS through to 47913. If it is a question in which Sheikh is going to be speaking about. Bismillah, Sheikh. Shukran, Jazakallah khair, Barakallahu feek. Alhamdulillah, I was to start officially. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعد رب شرح لي صدري ويسير لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يفكه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله وthanks and praises due to Allah تعالى always and forever and love and salam to our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم himself his family his friends and all those who follow his path اللهم جئنا منهم يا رب العالمين may Allah grant us to be amongst him اللهم آمين يا رب العالمين may Allah grant us to be able to benefit from him his family his friends and all those who follow his path and may Allah grant us to be able to be of those who benefit through the process of our love for the benefit of our dunya and the benefit of our akhirah Ya Rabbi la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah Alhamdulillah we uh, allow us to start with our dua initially begging of Allah to guide us what is for what is best in our dunya and our akhirah A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen arrahmanir rahim مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين يا رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم صلاة وسلاما دائمين متلازمين في كل وقت وحين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم جأنا من الذين يستمعون الكول فيتبعون أحسنا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا ورزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا ورزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجأله ملتبسا علينا فنضل يا رب العالمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراسدين 
ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم باركنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Alhamdulillah, thanks and praises due to Allah always and forever. Then love and salam in our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the last and final messenger of Allah to have sent. In this segment yesterday, we dealt with uh, the portion of, in, in knowing my Lord. Remember, we are on the topic of the uluhiyah of Allah, how Allah has challenged all the other people prior to us, to them and their people. And how Allah is going to challenge you and me and how Allah expects of us to react to the challenges that Allah is going to give us. Allah wants to show us when Allah gave the challenges and the commands and the orders to those prior, what was the expectation for them and what did they do, whether they be successful or not. So that Allah can grant you and me the opportunity so that when you and I need you and me need to be able to listen to attend to the uluhiyah of Allah we need to be able to see that we are successful and strive our best not to be unsuccessful Ya Rabbi, may Allah grant us to be successful and fulfilling our role at our time without challenges, which that might be different to the challenges. But through the lesson of others, we see how we, some of our lessons agree with one another and some of them differ, but we take the lesson to the extent of how can it benefit our dunya and our akhirah. Allahumma amin ya rabbal alameen. We were in this segment dealing with Nabi Musa. We told you from his birth, to the extent where he grew up as a child and then we said to you he became an adult, a, a young boy and the fact that he um, tried to serve and help people and the difficulties where he saw people from the, the house of their own and, and youngsters from the, the Israelites who met one another and they wanted to uh, uh, altercation they have and unfortunately Nabi Musa went in to assist and support both sides with the hope that he can stop the quarrel and the differences and that it doesn't flare up. Unfortunately, his reaction became through not an intention, unintentionally became a fact that he actually hurt somebody and in the process the person died. In that. And so that was kept against him and then he had to flee the land. And we, 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 yesterday we looked at the fact that he fleed the land and he moved off and as he moved off in the distance he got to an area called Madian where he then went to. When he got there to this area he saw at a well the various shepherds, male shepherds who had their flocks with them. They were feeding the flocks water 
and then they were closing the well and there was two ladies standing nearby waiting for the males to finish but then when the males finish and they close the well these ladies had to struggle to open the well and Nabi Musa assisted went nearby to assist and see how he could assist in the process Shukran so much for that Sheikh we are still in our first segment being Knowing My Lord to know that you can send through your questions through our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number Sheikh Tafakdal Shukran for that one Aunt Yasmina just before the break, we were busy on inter- the, the, uh, what we did yesterday, and we were speaking on the position of what happened to Nabi Musa. He went, got, got to the area of Madian, he saw the experience there, and he assisted those two ladies that there was, um, having to take water from the well for them and assist them to, to feed the, the animals. And then uh, um, the ladies left and thanked him. But so, and, and he went to rest and he went to cry to Allah Ta'ala. At the moment while he was sitting beneath a tree crying to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala uh, um, in the, the capacity, uh, in that situation, um, the father of the two girls sent one of them back and said to them, go and call this man. Because they explained what has happened and we'd love, tell him we'd love to be able to give him an appreci- show appreciation for the fact that he's done. So call him to come to us. And then when he came to, to there, he followed the route, being guided by the lady, where she was from behind him. And Allah granted him to be able to then meet up with the father. When the daughter said to the father, that father, why don't you take him and ask him to work with us? He could plow our fields, he could help us to do the planting in, in, in our gardens. He could be able to assist us with our animals and, and so many things. And he's a strong and healthy young man. He seems, and the father then said to him, you've heard what my daughters have said, but tell me, if we offer you one of my daughters, would you be able to want to marry them? And he accepted it. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. And the father said to him, on the condition that your dowry is that you work for us for a period of eight, a period of eight to ten years, and you choose how long you would want to. And he made the agreement with him, irrespective of the two, whichever one we come to, would you mind that we actually take it from there, inshallah. And, and that came to a situation where Nabi Musa then lived in Madiam, he got married there, had a family there, and they grew up. And they, they developed until such time, which Allah indicates to us, when Nabi Musa decided to take his family with him, he has grown, grown bigger, older, and now he has... He wants to be able to take his family back to, to, to Egypt. Then on his way back to Egypt as he traveled, and we were speaking yesterday of the fact that he was taking a route that was not known to him. It is the first time that he takes this route. He unfortunately has traveled a route into Madian, but cannot relate to every detail because he was in fear and in rush running and, and unfortunately on his foot. And subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah How Allah granted him at that time now that he's now traveling back to Egypt a few years later and he's now a developed man he, with his family he actually uh, um, goes on the route and somewhat cannot relate to the reality of the route somewhat feeling that he's lost on the route but this is all part of the decree of Allah and then when he got in this valley where he was, on the side of this valley where he was, this was this mountain, 
and he saw from the mountain there was this light coming from the mountainside and looking at this looking from the the mountainside where the the uh, um, light was Nabi Musa uh, um, said to his family I see this light now it's winter it's cold it's desert area and it, 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 it's a light shining somewhere which means it's to darkness it's to 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 later the during the day later part of the day and the fact that Nabi Musa is indicating that there's a light shining um, when you're on travel especially in the desert and you see somewhere there's a light it means somebody is also traveling and miss probably they knew know the route so if you go to that people where the light is you probably could find from them the, the direction from where you must go to but besides the direction that you want to go to Nabi Musa says they might be able to guide us onto the direction or at least the fact that I see light in the distance it means that there's some fire burning and if the fire is burning that side if there's a fire burning that side then that means I can probably ask those people some coals and bring the coals aside so that we can also get some heat here outside and we take whatever he, uh, uh, wood we can get and with the coals to be able to make some fire here for us so we can also get heat because in the desert it's very cold and this is what Nabi Musa and Allah shows to us how Musa was traveling with his family and the circumstances that he found himself in and how Allah allows him to be able to react and he goes off and he says to his family if you do not mind just hang on wait for me be patient and I know it's cold and now it's uncomfortable but let me go off I, I just gonna see I see in the distance the, the fire burning so let me go there and then Musa moves off leaves the family where he's allowed them to be able to be settled and he went to the distance here he now thinking he was gonna get to a group of people and he sees him they are somewhat on the mountainside but he wants to get to them because he feels that they could guide him as to how to get back back into Egypt from where he is he's got now no vision no understanding no view he doesn't know his directions and so here he is somewhat lost in the decree of Allah and he goes to where he, f he gets to the mountainside he see he gets to the uh, uh, okay, he needs to move up and he moves up to the mountainside somehow it seems that he gets himself onto a route there where he according to the scholars said as if he uh, felt that he was going to get to the people being somewhat on the route and, and to his amazement when he got to the area where the so-called light is shining or the fire is burning Nabi Musa hears a sound and from the space where he sees this fire burning this sound speaks to him a, a, a sound comes out of this fire and speaks to him and says to him Musa come nearer you are on, on, on holy ground or on sacred ground you may remove your slippers or your shoes come nearer Musa and then it was asked to him Musa what is that in your right hand what is that what are you doing he says it's a he responded and he says this is a stick and and and, and then the sound said to him but what do you do with the stick Musa he says the stick my lord oh no he says this stick 
I use it to be able to rest on from time to time. As I travel, I travel with it. And if I need to be able to guide my, the flock or my sheep, I use it to guide and to lead, to lead them the way. And then this, the sound from the said to him, if you do not mind, uh, Musa, I want you to be able to throw down, to, to let go of your sick. So he let goes of the stick, and as he let goes of the stick, the stick becomes a snake. Subhanak, la hawla wa la quwwata. And Abi Musa got afraid of it. And then the sound says to him, Musa, I've given you the responsibility. You are the Nabi. And please, if you don't mind, you need, don't need to be afraid of this thing. Ambiya in my presence don't have any fear except for my for Allah Ta'ala. We don't have fear for anything. And so Musa, don't be afraid, but go and take this stick, the, 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 the snake and it will return back into a stick. And as Nabi Musa went nearer, but slightly in fear and fright here at this moment, because this looked like a serpent who was going to attack Nabi Musa, and but as he went, this thing turned back into his hand to be uh, the stick. Then Allah informed Nabi Musa, Musa, I am Allah your Lord. I've chosen you to be a messenger. I want you to go to Fir'aun. I want you to give him the message, but I need to tell you he has violated the laws. He's violated, and in his violation, unfortunately, he was careless, had no respect. And because of that, we want you to understand, Musa, that be gentle and kind with him when you deal with him. Say to him things let him understand and tell him you came from me, the Lord of all creation. Nabi Musa responded in uncomfort and he said to Allah Ta'ala, um, but my Lord, uh, um, uh, these issues that I have with them, I left them. Yes, at this moment I feel I want to go back, but I left them because of uncomforts that happened. And uh, what are they going to do? Allah Ta'ala says to him, O Musa, you go to him and you, re you, pre you present your situation and I am your Lord. I will be there caring for you all the time. And they won't be able to have the powers and you admit to what you've done. And you admit to the fact that you did not do this purposely. And you are sent by your Lord to be able to care for you. Then Nabi Musa said to Allah, but my Lord, um, I also have a stutter on my tongue. I have a lisp, so I don't speak completely clear. If I speak, I somewhat stutter. So can you grant me a support, my brother? by the name of Harun to be able to go with me, then I probably will be able to, so then Allah said to him, yes Muna, Musa, we will then send you and your brother Harun collectively to be able to go to, to Fir'aun. But I beg you, Musa, if you don't mind, keep your connection with me, you and your brother, keep yourself in dhikrullah, in the remembrance of me, your Lord, and I will take care of you, I will protect you, and nothing will be able to harm you whilst you keep yourself in total connection with me. Subhanallah. I think already we can see the many lessons that Allah has granted Musa. And then Nabi Musa said these words. 
realizing that he has says, Rabbi Shrah Li Sadri, oh Allah, for this load that you've given me to be a messenger, to go unto my people, to take them away from Fir'aun, and to take them into their safety that you're going to take me to, and to be able to deal with Fir'aun, and to deal with the circumstances, and to guide my people on the right path, and to allow Fir'aun to be obedient to what my message has been is going to be a task and I know him, I know them, I know where they come from. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. It is Rabbi shrah li sadri. Oh Allah broaden for me my chest. Meaning grant me the capacity to deal with this task. Make it for me easy. Make it for me not a load, but uh, the ability that I can handle this, no matter how great this task is. I am, I don't see myself fit for this, but I beg you from your assistance and your support. Allahu Akbar. Rabbi Sharahri Sadri Wayasirli Amri. Make this mammoth task, this grave task, this extensive task, a very, very difficult task, make it easy for me, oh Allah. Grant me ease within this great difficulty. Subhanak. Many things that go through many of our minds. وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِّنْ لِسَانِي Oh Allah, I've told you I've got a lisp and I want my... Remove this lisp from my tongue. Uh, grant me the ability that I have the freedom to speak. So when I speak, يَفْقَهُ kauli, That when it comes from my heart, it touches the hearts of others and they can understand and perceive the message that I'm giving to them. What beautiful message. And Allah Ta'ala then deems to repeat the words of Nabi Musa in the Holy Quran so it can be a lesson for you and for me, for all of us. So showing to us the very things that happened to Musa there that moment. The first thing that happened to him when he was told, take out your shoes, you are on glorious ground. So we always respect the supposition that when we in the presence of Allah. Secondly, you and me, right? We need to always respect the circumstances in the presence because as Muslims we need to get into the presence of Allah. Allah expects of us as a believers we must get connected with Allah. So when you are and I and connected to Allah and we keep the connection with Allah these five times a day we must be able to make connection. And Allah expects of us to be able to see that we are physically, morally, spiritually clean. Right? That we, we cleanse our character, we cleanse our minds, we cleanse our soul from all filth and negativities. We cleanse everything and we go unto Allah with total cleanliness. We admit to our errors and our faults, we realize we are human, we have shortcomings, we are not the best. And, and we recognize the fact that we could have most probably done all the errors that they probably could happen with man and yet at this moment, my Lord, we beg you to for pardon, forgiveness, and grant us to be accepted in the year after. Ya Rabbi, May Allah grant it to all of us. And then Nabi Musa in his words, Rabbi Shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri. Ya Allah, ya ask Allah, grant me the capacity. So when Allah grants you and me a challenge, 
a load, a problem, a matter that Allah puts onto you that Allah expects you to carry out, don't ever consider it to be the most uncomfortable. Ya Allah, this is a difficult task. No. Your task can never ever be the task of any of the Anbiya. Never be any of the, of the Salihin. Never be any of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. We will never get to a task of that nature. The loads on them was extensive. Was a lot. Imagine Nabi Musa have to go to Fir'aun. In the presence of this person, he has got to present himself. And then he's going to tell this person, I am here sent by my Lord and your Lord to be able to take the people that's called the Israelites, take them away from here and to take them into freedom and to remove them out of the slavery that you put them through. Wow. Can you imagine? Don't you expect him to be able to have opposition? How dare you take our slaves? How dare you come and who's your Lord? This was the reaction of Nabi Moses, uh, of, of Firhaun. May Allah protect. Grand khayn barakat all of us, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Inspiring in, indeed the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams speaking to us about Nabi Musa alayhi salam as well as highlighting the uluhiyah of Allah. And on that note, we end off with our category being Knowing My Lord. As I promised, I said that we are going to be coming back with our second category in the Madrasan A program, and that is, of course, I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? Now, just before Sheikh continue as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday, Sheikh, there was a listener that just wants to clarify about what she mentioned yesterday in terms of those who experience istihada to huzzle every time one need to make salah and what about those who are at work and need to make salah so how do we go about that Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillah wahdahu salatu wassalamu ala man la nabiyya ba'd Alhamdulillah listeners in this segment we uh, we are Muslims what is expected of me and we uh, yesterday we were speaking about certain things and we dealing we were dealing with the issue of the ghusl and in the ghusl effect the scholar says it is recommended that when a woman has got her istihada and istihada is she doesn't have hayd Right? It is something extensive of the hide, more than just the hide. One of the recommendations is that that is of the times when the woman must be able to wash herself because she's now bleeding, the body's bleeding. But how does she handle this? So they say, let she take a rustle at every time she makes udu as a recommendation. It's not a fart, it's not a necessity. Right? Some of the scholars says if she ghusls her for the day once and she's busy and then she can probably take wudu thereafter. But that's why some of the others are also going to the extent when they say accordingly it's recommended for her to be able to see that for at least three times a day she takes a ghusl. She takes a ghusl for the waqt of duwar and asr. At the end of the waqt of duwar, just before the end, she makes the salah at the end of the waqt of duwar and then the waqt of asr starts immediately. So she's made a ghusl for the two of them and then the, between the waqt of maghrib and ishai at the end, near the end of the waqt of maghrib and she makes it then to be able to perform the maghrib and ishai. The lady's asking the question, what if... I'm a working woman, working somewhere in the world or at, at a place, and I could only take the ghusl in the morning, 
Then take the ghusl in the morning and see that you take the wudu every time you need to be able to make the salah. So that is what is the least that probably can be and can happen. But if the circumstances can afford you to be able to make the ghusl, it is better than having to be able to just make the wudu. Shukran. Sheikh, shukran so much for that. And shukran so much to everyone who sent through the questions. Do know that you can still forward it through to our SMS number. And that is 47913. Alternatively, WhatsApp us on 072-238-0712. And now Sheikh will be doing that recap as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday, inshallah. Sheikh, bismillah. Shukran, jazakallah khair for that, Andi Yasmina. Yesterday we were busy on the topic of tayammum. And in the topic of tayammum, we went and we said... Uh, where does it come from? What is the proof for tayammum? We went to the understanding of uh, how we need to do tayammum. I'd like to share to us certain other additional things of the tayammum that needs to be understood. Now, of the of the many things that has happened in the process, I need to be able to share with us first and foremost the 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 the, the manner of tayammum that we ended with, right? The manner of tayammum that we ended with, we said to us, it is actually the uh, 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 rubbing your hand, uh, 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 putting your hands onto the ground, and it must be clean ground, and then you need to be able to uh, blow the, the dust off your hand, as to what the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has done, and then rub your hand that's been onto the ground, rub that onto your face. And Allah says, and then you, off your, off your face you do it only with your hands, and you rub it on your hands. Some of the scholars says that that refers to the hand, means to the hand and the arm. But in the ahadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that was given to us and explained to us by the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, whom Allah has granted to be our guide, whom Allah has chosen to be what we call the blueprint for you and me, so that you can understand, we find that they say to us, Oh Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has only rubbed his face and his hands until he's a risk, right? And that is sufficient for the, for the tayammum, and the tayammum is finished there. As to the tayammum that actually came about that we are using for in place of only the wudu, or parts of the wudu, or the ghusl, or parts of the ghusl, the tayammum is sufficient for that due to circumstances, then that is, the replacement for that is the, the dry cleaning as we said, which is the tayammum, which Allah has allowed to use. How did this happen? How did this, where did this come from? Now, the issue of tayammum was not there as yet. A portion, portions of the ayat speaking about the wudu and speaking about the ghusl came to Allah, came to us via Allah Ta'ala. And then Allah Ta'ala sent it to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This came to, to the human race until Allah Ta'ala has granted the opportunity to come. That one stage on a journey the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's wife. Aisha radiallahu anha actually had a little issue and she, uh, 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 things went lost that she had and it created a situation where the, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa assisted her and assisting her to be able to pay all the attention from all the Sahaba radiallahu anha on this 
expedition that they were with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was now around the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam paying attention to Aisha and the needs of Aisha radhiyallahu anha. I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh now to continue on our second category being I am a Muslim what is expected of me and Sheikh just once more just before Sheikh go here is a message that came through with regards to the tayammum that she has mentioned and it says yes salam Sheikh the tayammum is it only your hands up to your wrist and your face what about your hair and feet shukran Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah That's I I like the question the way it's said and I want to just remind us remember anything in the deen of Allah it comes from Allah Taala it is Allah the lord of the universe who guides us who shows us who directs us to things right like the sisters ask the question or the brothers ask the question uh, uh, but what about the head what about this what about that Now this is who we are. We ask, so what about this? And that's not our business. If Allah did the guide us, we say Alhamdulillah. Our Lord said to us this, and we do it because that is the way it's been done. He is the law maker, and He knows who we are. He knows our capacities and our abilities. You remember the soft note that I had mentioned yesterday, and I mentioned to you the how this person added this dust to his mouth, and couldn't say the things properly because he used his own mind. We don't ever use our own mind when it comes to this dean. This dean has been guided every detail, every detail, every 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 detail is given to us in a full package. We lack absolutely nothing. All we, you and I, need to do is go into it and check and see that we understand the full package. But every detail matter that you and I will ever need is in there. So Allah Taala is the one who said to us when it comes to the tayammum, which is when there is no water or there is water and you cannot use it, then you only need to wash your hair, your face, and your hands as a replacement for your cleansing. Of a of a wudu or a ghusl, yeah, subhanak la hawla. Because now imagine when it comes to the ghusl, it's the head, it's the hair, it's the arms, it's the back, it's the front, it's everything else. But only the face and only the hands becomes the answer of Allah in the place of a ghusl for when there is no water or circumstances means water cannot be used. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah open the path for all of us. Sheikh, shukran so much for that. And then another message came through, and this is with regards to the istinja. Says salam, Sheikh. Can you please explain the proper way for a female to make istinja? Shukran. The lady said to me, "Can you explain the proper way?" Um, that makes it slightly, slightly, so slightly uncomfortable to you know to know what is meant by the the proper way because um, there is no difference in the way as a male or a female. But as if because I am a, I'm, I'm not a female, so it makes it slightly uncomfortable, right? But the general message that comes from Allah and His Rasul is the fact that the woman must also, when she takes the istinja, recognize that she cleans her front or her back, and she needs to do it exactly like anybody else does it. The advantage that there is, or the important aspect that there is, 
is when we come to the istinja, the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that there need to be istibra, and istibra is having to, just before you cleanse that part portion of the body, you need to be able, you, you, you did, everything is out, it's come out, you need to be able to put pressure onto your own body by having a, a, a cough, and if you put your head on your chest and you cough and you feel somehow there's a pressure in the body that pushes about against your lungs. But if you put it just above your private parts, then you see the same result happen to the body. And that pressurizes on the bladder to allow the last few drops to come out and water or other forms of cleansing is then used there. Sheikh Shukran so much for that. <laughs> Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Four minutes past the hour of three, and you follow your Janaza update. It will be the Janaza of Rugaya Isaac's niece Maureen. The address is number 17 Sudvaterhof in Hanover Park. The time of the Janaza is after Asr this afternoon. Salatul Janaza will be before Amashidu Ikhlas, and thereafter, proceed to the Mowbray Makbara. For further information, the daughter Latifa can be contacted on 079-444-6003. That is 079-444-6003. Alternatively, contact Mansoor the son on 079-625-3671. That is 079-625-3671. Then in connection with the Janaz of Rikaya Isaacs, Ni Samaudin. Then will be the Janaza of Fawziya Jahar and Alexander, the daughter of Muhammad Hanif Alexander and Mariam Alexander, Ni Dawood. The address is number 106 Lenneberg Road in Hanover Park. The time of the Janaza is at 3.30 this afternoon. Salatul Janaz will be performed at the Mount View Masjid and thereafter proceeding to the Johnson Road Makbara. For further information, EB can be contacted on 82 that is 082-994-9484. That in connection with the Janaza Fawziya Johar ni Alexander. We say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Verily from Allah do we come and unto Allah is our return. We make to Allah the Almighty Quran that he sees Janatofir Dose. Amin. And also place contentment in the hearts of friends and family. Amin. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa Salatu Wa Salamu Ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Ajma'een Allahumma Arham Mawtana Wa Mawtal Muslimin Warzuqna Jami'an Husnal Khatimati Ya Kareem نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين My radio station, your radio station, our radio station 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo.
while the media focuses on wars and natural disasters, lack of clean water is silently killing one child every single minute. Alhamdulillah, when we build a water system, we make sure it's built to last. The true beauty of supporting our water projects is the reward of Sadaqa Jaria and every time someone benefits from it, whether tomorrow or years from now, we can earn rewards in the next life, inshallah. Give water, give life, donate today. Contact Islamic Relief on 0800-111-898. In the everlasting quest for spiritual upliftment, forgiveness and solace, Al-Nur Tourism Hajj and Umrah by Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander offers you this Hajj experience. Depart on the 27th of July and stay 9 nights in Medina at the Movan Peak Anwar al Madina and 10 nights in Mecca at the Hyatt Regency from 52,750 rand per person sharing. Tour price, FA included, excludes ritual slaughter. Call Al-Nur Tourism on 021-699-8062 or visit alnurtourism.co.za and secure your place. Al-Nur Tourism, Hajj and Umrah by Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. For the best barbecue, you have to visit Saleh Barbecue Tonight Restaurant and Takeaways in Lansdowne. We are the Tikka Specialists and our Tikka Biryani is simply awesome. Our newly revamped sit-down area is the perfect place for the family to relax and a huge variety on the menu is sure to satisfy the entire family. Get a full chicken, chip, salads and two tandoori naan for only 130 rand. Choose a butter chicken or mutton ragan joss absolutely free. Only available at Saluk Barbecue Lansdowne. Phone 021-692-3392. Mighty Meal Pies, tasty old pastry. Mighty Meal Pies, mighty me. Get the mighty taste of Mighty Meal Pies available in an assortment of flavors including our famous ticket chicken. Visit our factory shop for a wide range of cocktail savories, pies, samosas, sausage rolls and puff pastry. Call 021-761-2550. Mighty Meal Pies. We lead. Others follow. Mighty Meal. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Madrasa on A Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Ayros and we are still in our second category of the program being I am a Muslim what is expected of me and Sheikh just before we continue here is a question that came through over WhatsApp it says Assalamualaikum Tayammum face and hands once or three times beautiful question Tayammum face and hands once or three times once would be sufficient some scholars says like we do it for the for the for the um wudu let's do it three times but according to allah and we see that the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in some of the hadith said to us just do this and he did it once with his hands on the ground and then blew off the dust and rub the face with that and then rub the right hand uh, uh, the, the, the right hand first from the back, back part and then the left hand and then they rub together that's all that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did 
Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. There are no further questions. However, you can send them through to WhatsApp or our SMS number. Now, Sheikh, we can continue with regards to where Sheikh stopped yesterday, inshallah. Okay, just before the break, and the, um, I, I, I went to the process of having to look at, at uh, um, we were uh, what we were busy talking about the tayammum, and I was sharing with our people the fact that where did the tayammum really come from? When did it happen in history? And, it, and we were speaking at this one occasion where the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went onto expedition, and in the expedition, some of the Sahaba radiyallahu anhu was with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and his wife Aisha with himself was with him, and something happened to things of the, of the Aisha radiyallahu anha on this expedition that she lost, and when she lost those expeditions, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam assisted her to find those things that she lost, right? And as she was trying to find those things, um, time was going on. Time was going on. And the Sahaba radiallahu anhu felt, felt that Aisha was taking so much time with the Nabi. She happens to be the person who disturbs the process of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, or disturbs the process of them and the fact that the waqt is coming in for salah and no answers or uh, uh, situations being given clear clarity here and then some of them uh, addressed Sayyidina, uh, Sayyidina uh, Abu Bakr radiallahu they went to Sayyidina Abu Bakr they said to her look see what your daughter is doing she's the wife of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam but she's now creating a situation where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has to give all his attention to her and assisting her in the process and the, the, uh, the, the waqt is coming on and the waqt is going is about to go out and we know haven't even started to make salah the, normally the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam but simply because of her situation um, so now all of us now must wait so in her situation as the Nabi is giving her attention so as if the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is taking no consideration of anybody else Subhanak. this is what they said to Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Abu Bakr then went to her to be able to feel because he felt the uncomfort he went to her to be able to say to her, uh, uh, this is what's happening. And he went to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say to the Nabi, but, but, but we need to take wudu and we need to be able to relieve ourselves and we need to be able to, to make salah. Uh, um, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, allow me to complete. And the Nabi went on to complete and they came back to Sayyidina Abu Bakr and they complained to Sayyidina Abu Bakr again. And as Allah wanted it to happen, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa came back to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and now they were now showing their uncomforts of feeling that Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha has now created all this type of thing and, and uh, her, her attention the Nabi has given her but Allah ta'ala has decided it must be as such so that Allah ta'ala can allow us through that the, the walk was very much at its end and there was no water to be found and they couldn't take wudu and then then Allah revealed the section of the ayah that dealt with tayammum subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah so 
the revelation of tayammum was due to the cause that Allah Ta'ala have decided that Aisha radiallahu anha must lose certain things and she must call on the attention of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And because of this great personality, this great woman in Islam, this great mother of the believers, this great woman, Allah has revealed the ease for every believer, every one of us can now perform the tayammum and everybody who claims it sounds Muslim who needs to, to take the tayammum instead of the wudu must get the message it happened because Allah have decided Sayyidatina Aisha in the honor and glory that Allah has granted her must be the reason so that the revelation from the tayammum can be a means of ease for you and me how wonderful must we feel that we recognize this is one of our great mothers great personalities selected by the Lord of the universe to be the wife of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa his wife in this dunya and his wife for the best of the akhirah in Jannah the highest place in Jannah subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah this is Allah Allah chooses the moments and Allah gives it so Allah granted her to be the reason and then imagine how everybody of the Sahaba felt that moment we complained but see what happened because of our complaint if we kept quiet we would have found the reason Allah would have seen this but subhanak how much do we need to thank Allah for the great gifts that Allah has used the Sahaba عنهم, to be with this great Nabi who is our Nabi which Allah has sent to you and to me to guide us so that we can be and the Sahaba must be those people the best of Allah's creation to guide you and me and that you and I can walk on the path of Islam walk on this Sirat al-Mustaqim the path of this Sirat al-Mustaqim is highly impossible for you and me you and I would never ever be able to be worthy of it was it not for the personalities in the first capacity of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and secondly immediately after him the great sahaba radiallahu anhum and his family members the best of them his wives and the greatest of all his wives Sayyidatina Aisha whom Allah has made her the wife of him for this dunya and according to Jibreel the wife of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa for his akhirah Subhanak Allahu Akbar what a woman, what a position, what a mother. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa min dimnihi Aisha radiallahu anna. May Allah grant her the best of places and the best of status for her efforts and commitment and her support and the role she played to guide us onto this path. And to assist us into the understanding of the reality of this deen of Islam. May Allah grant khadim khair and barakah. May Allah us for, grant us that be worthy of this great honor and status that we've been, old, been having because of them. And so alhamdulillah we see this what has happened. I want to come to the last part of this section. Call the section on tayammum. That tayammum is something which in the presence of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at one stage a sahabi come to the presence of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this person greets the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not respond Subhanak that is not norm of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but he did not respond and the Nabi got up 
and there was no water at that moment. The Nabi went to the wall and put his hand onto the wall and did the tayammum. And he said, and then the Nabi only greeted after that. And he said, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if I had to answer, I, no, I did not answer you because I was not in a pure state and I had to cleanse myself, meaning I had to be in a state of fudu for me to answer you. And I answered you him only after he has taken the tayammum. But at the same time, it's the lesson through that process that you and I learn that taking wudu from the wall, taking tayammum from the wall, a normal wall, or a glass, or the window, you cannot see the dust, but that dust is enough, according to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for you and I. So when the hadas is on our hands, we blow on it because we don't know how much dust is on there. And then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam rubbed it in his face and rubbed his right hand and then his left. He rubbed the right hand, he rubbed over the right hand with the left hand first and then he rubbed with the over the left hand with the with the, with the right hand. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and put the two of them together. Subhanak. May Allah grant us to be of those who understand that we have a wonderful religion and we've been guided every moment in every aspect of our deen is in clarity for us and clearness from Allah Ta'ala via his messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that gave honor if you and I were granted to be of the Muslim Ummah, when you and I follow that to the best of our abilities, Allahumma Ameen. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah grant us openness, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are now moving along to our third category of the program, and that is leadership in Islam and its progression. You can send through your questions here as well regarding what Sheikh is going to be speaking about. Now, Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday in our segment, Leadership in Islam and its Progression, Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Shukran jazakallah for that one, Yasmina. In, our seg- in this segment, Leadership in Islam and its Progression, yesterday we were speaking on the subject matter of Shura consultation. And we've tried to let our people understand what we, what we were meaning in this process and we've used the various ayat and the various things that happened in the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We've e- even gone to the extent of the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah of what has happened with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Um, and, and in the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah, we uh, 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 wanted to say to us, how Allah Ta'ala showed us in this treaty the need for the understanding of consultation. And then through the process of what happened in the, ba- the battle of uh, Uhud, uh, we saw the need for us having to understand how Allah Ta'ala shows us in the Qur'an the message of Allah Ta'ala when Allah Ta'ala says to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the need for us as an Ummah to recognize the importance of the importance of um, that there should be a process of consultation in our life. Now, um, in, in, in yesterday's talk of the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah I think I came to the point where we were just about to end off with what happened with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of the day of Hudaybiyyah, 
the, 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 the battle that took, uh, the, the, the fact that the Nabi went on to an Umrah on the sixth year of the Hijrah, at the end of the day, the, the situation was very uncomfortable, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went into the tent with his wife that was inside the tent, Ummu Salama, and she advised the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa after the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, um, somewhat complained to her of his pains sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his uncomfort of how the Sahaba reacted and she said to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nay, they would never turn their back they would never be disobedient they are the people who's made their total life total commitment for your sake, your sake they, will, they love you so much O Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Nabi told her what happened when he got into the tent and now they none of them responded she said to a message of they love you so much they are so respectable and sort of revered in your presence that they would never want to lead you in any action that you guide them for they know if they have to do it they do not know how and remember this is also the very first time the sahaba entered into ihram after they left Mad they left the sahaba left makkah and they went to medina they never had the opportunity to go to medina again I mean, I mean the, 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 uh, the, the first time they left Makkah, the first time that they returned to Makkah, the first time they were now coming into a state of Ihram. So now that they have to be in the state of Ihram in Makkah and they have to leave the state of Ihram, they weren't exposed to this and this knowledge. And the Nabi just said this to them, they must get out of the, uh, the how, the practicalities, the exposure, the personified version of the message is not clear yet to them. And the see the wife of the Nabi Sallallahu what he says to him, O Messenger, they wouldn't do anything before they do not see and take the message from you, not in word only, but to the extent that they see the how of that message is lived in your message, the way you present it. And the Nabi smiled to Atwin she heard that, because he consulted. And in his consultation, he got wonderful advice, wonderful Alhamdulillah, his wife Ummu Salama was chosen by Allah to be the one to be there when she listens to his cry and his uncomfort that he found himself in for what has happened through the day. And at the same time, she be the one to give him words in when he consulted her. She, when he cried on her soldier, she guided him and gave him the support and told him who the Sahaba was and what was their character like and how they would be able to only do it when they see him doing it. And Nabi stood up and Nabi smiled. He felt very happy for what he heard. And he sallallahu alayhi wa went out. And then for what he said to the Sahaba, he then cut his hair. And everybody started cutting their hair. And he relieved himself from the physical state of ihram and the spiritual state of ihram collectively. And when they saw this, they all got out of the process and they left them, they got up out of Ihram. So then they did this. Subhanak, our Nabi, our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who has shown us, taught us as leaders, you take the leading position. You do the act. Don't give the command only. Don't say it. Do it. For when you need to say it, it becomes clear not only in your word that you say but that you do it and and you consult give your view what you understand of things give your present your situation to others 
and you take the, the advice from them. Your wives, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, your wives can be advisor to you, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And here, the wife of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam comes very clear, and Allah Taala selects her to be the mother of us, one of our great mothers. Ummu Salama and grants her to be the advisor to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he felt uncomfort and he wanted to have a soldier to put on to his, so his, his head where he wanted to show her his tears and his uncomfort of his heart and he wanted to cry to her of his pain and she was there to give him the necessary support but the guidance and also to be the advisor to him for what he feels he wanted to do but this happens when you actually apply the issue of shura. May Allah grant shura to be this process that you and I can actually put back into this ummah. Recognize that you and me as the people, as the adults of the day and time, you and I must realize you cannot and you may not in the rule of Allah make a decision unless you've consulted. And if you did not consult, listen to Allah's words. At the battle of Uhud, Allah sent these words down. Allah says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَذًّا غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ We've, we've went into this ayah, but I want you to listen to and I've shared the ayah until we came to the level of and see that you always consult with your subordinates consultation with your subordinates with the other people the people that's working with you with your children with your family with your partner with others will only give you strength will only develop your mindset will only give your horizon was you can see better on your horizon you can see greater things when you believe that Allah has given you partners, has given you subordinates to be able to work with you, to interact with you, your wife, your children, your family, in your government, in your factory, or in your business, or in your organization, or in your institution. The subordinates have got so much that if you give them the honor, they will appreciate the fact that you have consulted them, and they will feel that they can do so much more for this organization, for this family, for this uh, uh, government, for because they feel that you have given them the respect, and you haven't just taken that is un-Islamic that is part of the work of shaitan then you and I are not doing what Allah wants for us to do consultation means we listen, we just present our view on the table we let, let them to be able to see what they think of that view and how and what other views can come out of the process we don't tell them to break our view apart and to insult and say the positive and the negative no 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 this is my view what is yours uh, or what what do you see what other alternatives do you have to offer us and you and I if we are the leaders if we are in charge can save ourselves the embarrassment of the fact that there is some other views that we can take to and as leader how great is it for me as if i'm the leader and i've asked you your view and your opinion and i then rule to your view and opinion and 
if I had to use my own, and I had uncomfortable for, and I had to for my eight scale, or you would speak bad about me, but I've used your rule. And because I've used yours, you feel so good and so great, and you feel that for what I've said here, we do things together. But this happens for all of us. And this is also how we learn. And when we actually do this in our families, we prepare our children for a successful future where they need to know in the society, in the development of their families and their societies. My dad have shown us when he is the leader or my mom has shown us when they are the leader, they always consult and they listen to our views and then they take it to greater levels so that we all can benefit and from time to time, my dad did decide what I said was considered more important than his. Or he saw that his view was right, and I recognized it was a good but he wanted to make me feel good. And he drawed me in by having to say, let's do it that way this time. Subhanallah. So yes, may Allah grant us insight, may Allah grant us the recognition of what we've been granted by the extent of recognizing when we do shura with us. Listen to Allah's words in this word. Allah says to us, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَا كُنْتَ فَضَّنْ غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَمْ فَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ فَأَفُوا عَنْهُمْ Pardon them. وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ And seek you seek forgiveness on behalf of them. وَشَاوِرُهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ And draw them in into the matter that they also give their views and their opinions and consult with them, says Allah. فَإِذَا أَزَمْتَ Allah carries on in the verse. Allah says, فَإِذَا أَزَمْتَ If that is what you've done. If you've done the completion of all those things, if you then azamta mean azam means you did what you were guided with. If you fulfilled the process of doing what you're supposed to do, if you followed the guidance and the instructions that you were given, where does the guidance instruction come from? From Allah Ta'ala. Where does our law come from? From Allah Ta'ala. Where does the guidance of how this salah must be done and how this must be done and how that must be done and how you run your families and how do you do this and the other? Where does all this come from? From Allah and His Rasul. Now Allah says to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this verse, speaking to each and every one of us, فَإِذَا azamta Only when you did as I have instructed you or shown you or guided you, if you did those things and you fulfilled and you fulfilled it and you then came to your decision at the end, فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ Then and then only you have the right to depend on Allah. And you don't worry over who says what because you've consulted Insha'Allah, Allah will put barakah in that which Allah has decided for you. Subhanak, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant us the insight of the understanding for consultation. For Allah says to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Fatawakkal Allah, then, then and that moment, put your total trust in Allah and don't have any fears. Don't worry who says what and what says who. Don't you worry. You take the full trust and put your reliance complete into Allah. Inna Allah yuhibbul mutawakkilin For really Allah Ta'ala love those people who in actual fact can put their total trust and total commitment and total tawakkul and in only Allah Ta'ala. May Allah make us worthy of that status.
that you and I can reach to the level that you and I can trust nobody else, can have the full trust when we've been fulfilling our responsibilities of the guidance we've been given, and we do that, and we do the consultation with our people, and we listen to their views, and we see what is best, and we then come to a moment for making decision. We then make the decision on the basis of what we've heard, and how we seem, because for the one moment my decision may be X, because circumstances have changed, and times has changed, and situations have changed, so my, my decision might not remain the same, might change change because of that and if only I consult with others I might be part of making a positive decision instead of having to be having my own mind and say yeah most last year so well but then it for Anna so the tenures and a novel decides the situation has changed so much but like for instance if we had to leave the circumstances for yesterday here for 10 20 years ago it was Suchamak but now the, 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 the um, technology has developed so fast, so quick, and there's different approaches now to things. And you don't want to use the modern development in the time. How is your children going to look at you? How are they going to act? How is the latest youth going to develop to the governments and to the people or to the society or to the institution? How are they? Totally different. So our approaches according to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, must be of that status when we hear and nurture our children, recognize we will prepare them for a time so different to ours. Don't go for a moment. A move was it not a wish to ek and jay no kind of visit, so as young visit. Remember to ek and jay no visit was galupin to the court brookie or the field galupit and the people. What was life like? Your children and mine is not meeting that of what's happening in life today. Shukran so much for that. In our last segment of the program, that is Leadership in Islam and its progression, and Yoshi is going to be continuing. Just a reminder that you can send through your questions to our WhatsApp number on 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send it through via SMS to 47913. Sheikh Tafatou. Shukran for that, Mutnati Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, I think just before the break we came to see what Allah says to us. Um, when Allah said to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, um, If you've done hazm, if you did that which Allah has guided you to, if you've taken to the processes of development, of success for the way forward, then depend and rely on Allah. Fatawakkal Allah. Allah loves those people who rely and depend upon Allah. Allah grant all of us to be able to rely and depend and grow in our love to total dependence and reliance on Allah. Allah grant us that, inshaAllah. Allah opened us for us the success of this dunya and the success of the akhirah. One important aspect that comes through this is how Allah Ta'ala and his beloved Prophet sallallahu educated the human race and took the human race from jahl, from ignorance, from jahiliyyah to the human race and gave them civilization. Because true civilization can only come from Allah and his, and his Rasul. And the Nabi sallallahu says to us in a hadith, and I want you to understand this, Al-Hikmatu Dalatul Muslim. Wisdom 
that which is benefit to man, that which takes man out of ignorance, that that elevates the human being, that grants the human being the great processes, that only is the lost property that belongs to the believers. It belongs to you and me if you are a believer. It belonged to us. It came to us from Allah and His Messenger, from no professor, no doctor, no government, no, there was no nothing of that. Islam gave it to the world and then uh, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says then unfortunately the world stole it from you or you lost it in the process how you lost it however is not important it is and remains your property and that property of yours you need to take it back and put it back into your deen so the inshallah Islam can revive again can become strong again when you Become the leaders of today and take the true leadership and pass it over in the method given to you and taught to you by Allah and His Messenger so that you can pass over leadership into the generations of the future. And when the occasion comes to you and me the day when Dajjal wants to destroy us, Allah will grant us the Mahdi, Allah will grant us Nabi Isa. But then you and I need to be the people worthy of having to have apply leadership in our homes, leadership in our communities, leadership in our institutions, leadership in our organizations, and leadership to develop in our lands from an Islamic perspective so that Islam can show the world true leadership and take back the haq of Allah as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says it is your lost property so you have the absolute right to it you just accept it and you live by that great standard Allahumma ameen and that the Muslim ummah can then fall into ease when the Mahdi comes and he instructs and we can be the great followers, you and me and our children can be the great followers of that great leader that Allah would have chosen for that moment. It would be an uncomfortable moment. But if you and I are not going to see the importance of taking this leadership into our land, into our homes, into our lives, into ourselves, into the recognition that this must happen, then unfortunately, you and me will be blamed by our children We've been the cause of not guiding them to the true deen of Allah. And they would have been almost more lost in us, not knowing what to do, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we are not going to be guided at that moment to the instructions of Allah and His Rasul, then unfortunately when Dajjal comes, he will entice you and me and our children. And unfortunately they will follow him and they will become kafir and they will believe he is the Lord of the universe. And they would run after him, your children and mine. So this is how serious the matter is. Leadership is a necessity. It's a fart that every Muslim says our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he puts his finger into the face of each and everyone who listens to me now. He puts his finger into your face and he says, Kulukum ra'in. You are a leader. Every mother, every father, every male and every female, you are a leader. Kulukum, each and every one of you, you are leaders. You don't have an option. You have no democratic right. But in your leadership position, you are gonna take the responsibility of fulfilling that to the best that you can. Allahumma ja'anna minhum ya
Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We are in our last few minutes of the program and our final category of the program, and that is leadership in Islam and its progression. And here I won't babble on a lot. I'll hand over to Sheikh to continue, inshallah. Sheikh Bismillah. Shukran Jazakallah for that one, Yasmina. Just before the break, we were on a very serious note of letting us understand the seriousness of Allah Ta'ala guiding us and how fortunate we are to be Muslim and how fortunate we are to be able to be guided in a book from Allah and His Messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to allow us to be able to recognize how fortunate and glorious and how high did Allah Ta'ala select us amongst the people of this world most probably the weakest of people amongst those who possess wealth those who possess status those who possess position and um, most probably you and i are the weaker ones we don't have all that but allah has selected us to a status of being the believers of allah of being those people who understand and accept and we uh, um, accept and we subscribe to this deen of Allah and we hope that Allah grants us his pardon and forgiveness by his beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and allow us not to enter the fire of Jahannam to cleanse us and keep us away from that in the fact that you and I are prepared to accept the fact that when we are guided by Allah's messenger we want to institute that in our life recognizing we lack tremendous we lack tremendous we lack, lack tremendously the reality of the true deen that Allah has sent at the time of the coming of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and there is a lot an absolute lot that each and every one of us must put in our minds I need a tremendous lot in the understanding of this deen and the application so that the true deen can come back to our children can come back to the future generations inshallah Allahumma amin, amin ya Rabbil Alameen. The, the last other important aspect that I want to add for today, inshallah, is the fact that Audin says to us, leadership is when you can actually prepare the other youngsters, the younger generation, so that they can take over the roles of leadership tomorrow. Allahu Akbar. As they say in the modern world, a good leader is somebody who allows to be able to nurture future positive leaders. He's somebody who nurtures positive leaders. But that he gets that leadership qualities from the best leaders that there has been prior. And who is the best leader? Listen to Allah Ta'ala. وَلَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا You will find in the Messenger of Allah Ta'ala all the qualities that is needed for perfection and all the qualities that needs to be there for the best of leadership. Each and every positive quality from that side of what the world wants to speak about is to be found in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he will guide you to the highest level of success for this world but because your success is not and it doesn't end in this world he will also guide you to be successful in this world and also to be able through that success reap the success the day that you leave this world and you enter the barzakh state of the Qabr 
you will be successful there because you've worked to that success and you will become successful in the year after which is the ultimate success that all of us want may Allah grant us to be of those subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah Allahu akbar Allahu akbar and 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 and, and thus we realize through this process of leadership the subject matter that we went into is called the subject matter of communication and most probably I just want to let us realize communication is when you interaction with others we need to be able to be to leave positive legacies listen to the words of our great leader Ibrahim when Allah Ta'ala mentions to us in the Holy Quran, one of his duas was Allow my legacy to have such a profound effect to Allah that it must be able to go to the generations of their future and they must be able to identify the positivities of my leadership. That they must be able to be proud of my leadership qualities I've left and they must be proud of how I've guided them and then they must have the wish and strong desire that they love to that my advice and oh Allah grant them to be able to identify by having to pass over the message to their generations continuously of my great leadership that I've shown to them Allahu Akbar grant my positive my positivities my uh, legacy that is of health of goodness for the future generations a means of positivity for good leadership of the future and that they always carry that message not only in word but that they live by that message and they pass that message over that they mold their generations they nurture them to hold to those things and to pass it over from one generation to the other generation so that it becomes a known factor and that they are absolutely proud of that process of what has happened from me that Nabi Muhammad Nabi uh, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and may Allah grant it to become a reality we recite Surah Al-Asr together A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Wal-Asr Inna Al-Insana Lafi Husr Illa Al-Lazina Amanu Wa Amilu Al-Salihat Wa Tawasaw Bil-Haq Wa Tawasaw Bil-Sabr Wa Sallallahu Ala Sayyidina Muhammad على آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك اللهم وبحمدك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Have a great day, Father.